I V M I V M Hey everyone this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries If you heard yesterday's episode we spoke about how the Denver Nuggets were struggling and the season was over for them and we also spoke about how the Clippers still had a chance given all the uncertainties in the Western Conference final uh, Western Conference Guess what happened today the Denver Nuggets thrashed the Miami Heat and the Clippers got thrashed by the New Orleans Pelicans who are languishing in the bottom half of the table a lot of fun stuff coming up on today's episode including uh, we'll look at the Warriors and the Suns game that is coming up uh, tonight Whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast Join us, Tanvi and Shlok. We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday. Only on the IVM Podcast Network. Trust us, it's going to be lit. All right then, uh, the Clippers lost to the Pelicans. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, he had a monster night. He, in the first half itself, he scored 29 points in the first 15 minutes, yeah. including 7 of 7 from 3. Uh, for a minute i had to check are the clippers playing the warriors again or were they playing the pelicans because yep. didn't see that coming and he ended up with 39 points and 15 rebounds uh, clippers just got outclassed no chance of comeback uh, and i looked at valentinus season numbers and they look pretty impressive he's averaging 18 points and 12 rebounds uh, he's averaging 50% from 3 yeah. which is like wow <laughs> yeah, and uh, two other big men had great games today christian wood uh, he scored 24 points 21 rebounds uh the rockets won three consecutive by the way uh, they are the longest streak in the western conference apart from the warriors and the suns yeah. <laughs> uh and sabonis uh, who actually ended up in the losing side but he got a, a very crazy stat line 16 points 25 rebounds and 10 assists 25 rebounds yeah. and he's averaging 17 points and 11 rebounds a season as well uh all of these look like impressive numbers and these are te- these are players who play for the pelicans the indiana pacers and the houston rockets three teams who have probably no chance of reaching the playoffs what are they doing in such teams i mean you see the likes of portland you see the likes of brooklyn nets you see the likes of celtics all of yeah. these guys badly need a big are, man apparently need a big man and yeah. these are top class big men or at least better than the ones they have what are these guys doing in these teams and they are not on crazy contracts either yeah i no answer uh, i i think the problem is more from the other end as to what uh pick, take take any of those teams that you mentioned you take the celtics mm-hmm. you take the trailblazers add a bunch more where mm-hmm. uh it's it's really weird why teams with this big man problem find it this hard to make a move any move i mean forget mm-hmm. forget anyone else boogie cousins really recently got signed up yeah, he he'd be better than pretty much anyone else that they have at at this yeah. moment Uh, at yep. least he can come off the bench and and supplement what you have in your in your starting five let's say boston let's say they want mm-hmm. williams to start and groom him fair enough uh, who's your backup zilch nada yep. none yep. Uh, for a team that knows the price to pay when somebody gets injured and knows it really well it's it's shocking that they've done nothing for so many years same goes for portland i don't know when they'll realize that nurkic is not that guy even if he is defensively offensively it's just uh, sorry the other way around even if he is offensively okay once in a while defensively it just uh, yeah. goes missing too often and and, and very injury just, prone as well highly injury prone 
uh, no good answer man but with with sabonis i can understand that he would be an expensive acquisition you would have mm-hmm. to give up a lot to trade for for sabonis but mm-hmm. somebody like a chris wood surprised that nobody has made a move for him yet um but a lot of these guys will have contract years coming up soon uh, it will be a get paid or leave situation i would imagine the pacers would like to retain sabonis but mm-hmm. someone like a wood someone like a valentinus um should be should be easy to get valentinus has been moved around quite a lot Uh, yeah, yeah. So, from the Memphis Grizzlies, they apparently uh, thought Stephen Adams would be a better fit in yeah. that lineup. Uh, Stephen Adams is kind of almost out of the rotation right now because Jaren Jackson Jr. has taken that place. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Adams starts, but he plays fifteen, sixteen minutes a game. That's about it. Uh, so Valanciunas is balling out. Sabonis is balling out. Uh, yeah. Christian Wood is balling out. Yeah. And yeah. look at the size of these contracts. Valanciunas is in a thirty thirty million yeah. contract for two years. Christian Wood is a 41 million contract for 3 years which is not crazy like approximately 13 14 million. Sabonis is on a 74 million contract for 4 years which is like around the same number 12 13 14 million. That's not an expensive contract. Uh whereas you look at the likes of Nurkic, he's on a similar contract 40 48 million for 4 years. You look yeah. at Porzingis, he is 160 million contract for 4 years. That's I mean like, okay so Porzingis was on a max deal. Sabonis I think this is is this is rookie extension I think yeah. this was his first senior pro yeah. deal. Uh yeah. so he's due a big payday. Uh so there's a decision to be made for for Indiana should that moment come. Um and I I feel they'll retain him but somebody like a Chris Wood um I think would be in in an interesting situation where are the rockets really going to cough up um mm-hmm. or they can even do a sign and trade or, or some such thing where they sign an extension and move him, move him along but he will get paid uh, he this he would be an upwards of 20 million talent simply because uh, there seems to be a paucity of big guys everyone wants to shoot the three 7 foot 5 guys are trying to play point guard there is a paucity of of big men that can defend and rebound and still contribute at the other end uh chris wood falls into that that bucket of rare you know he can really dominate the glass gives you decent rim protection very good offensive piece to have he efficient too uh stays yep. close to that 50% scoring mark so uh, he he's due a big payday also not quite as big as sabonis but it'll be interesting when he's up for for renewal what uh, what teams do with him Do you see any team that if they add either of these guys, Wood, Valanciunas, or Sabonis, that they will go from a challenger to a contender? Like, can it elevate them? Like, say for example, the Boston Celtics. I'm thinking about. Yeah, them. I was going to say Celtics one. Yeah. You flip, say Marcus Smart and your center, uh, or Horford even, for say Sabonis. Yeah. You have Tatum, Brown, Sabonis. Now that's Absolutely. a big contender, right? I mean, uh, shouldn't they be chasing this a little more? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know I mean you're just you're still stuck on your uh, Robert Williams and Horford and Marcus Smart whereas you know that they're they're good players but they won't win you titles and when you have Tatum and Brown you should be looking at titles yeah their play style is very grit and grind uh where whereas what they would really do well to get is is a stretch big that can offer good defensive coverage he doesn't need to be an offensive juggernaut <clears throat> just good enough to hold his own at the other end uh defend well and can shoot the three that's where you will get your uh, uh, the the most of your scoring opportunities unless you grab offensive rebounds and then the world's your oyster um th- that stretch big today is is the most in demand commodity there are a few of them around valentinus is turning into one slowly sabonis is already there miles turner is another one who uh, 
who's not bad who's not bad yeah. from three and great defensive uh, protection uh, yeah. rim protection so that's another he really fits into the boston celtics way of playing also so turner would be another piece to watch out for would may not be that great of it in in boston uh, but but all of these stretch bigs certainly are uh, but hey i mean we've been this podcast has been on for one and a half years now we've been ranting on and on about the celtics front office sleeping on this uh, <laughs> big man issue but the issue is older than that also say Uh, it predates our podcast by about two years. They haven't done a damn thing about this. Offered has gone, sucked, come back, and he's still one of their primary options. He went from Celtics, went to the Sixers, went yeah. to OKC even, uh, sat out half the season, came oh, back from right. Celtics. I forgot he was in OKC also. Yeah, wow. they, they decided not to play him because they wanted more draft picks. Because, of course. <laughs> Uh, I see uh, even one of these guys fitting into the Clippers for that matter because uh, you have Paul George and you of these might guys. have Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> any of these guys you replace Batum or Marcus Morris even with any of these guys and that's a good fit. Uh, I think the Clippers so, could really do with Chris Wood. I think that's one player yeah. that that they could really do well with. He because he essentially because he supplements um, some of the scoring load that uh, that currently falls on Paul George in Kawhi's absence and once Kawhi is back. um and they're a pretty elite defensive unit when both their big wings are on the floor that mm-hmm. they don't need the number 5 to be this otherworldly rim protector they don't need a yanis level rim protector yep. or yep. or an interior defender defender somebody like a chris wood would do just fine grab grab the boards add some scoring at the other end and you know he'll be good i think he would be a good really good he he's kind of what they were hoping ibaka would still be when they got him yeah Yeah, Ibaka didn't really turn out to be what they hoped for. He missed an entire season. He's back this season, but he's hardly playing ten minutes. So not yet into his what we know Ibaka. Yeah, I think the Raptors so, really milked milked the world for their talent. They got rid of Magasol. They got rid of crazy deals, amazing yeah. deals. Yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn Nets could do with a center. Even I mean, they they have Nick Claxton right now. Blake Griffin's out of rotation. DeAndre Bembry plays sometimes. Yeah, they I had centers, man. They gave all of them away. Scoring, nothing on the defensive end. They had centers. They gave all. Of, they gave Jared Allen. They gave away. They let DeAndre or uh, Jordan walk. Uh, whatever he is, he's better than what they have right now. At least DeAndre Jordan. So yeah, that's another kind of clueless franchise. But let's see. Hey everybody! It's been another great week on the IBM Podcast Network. On Storytellers and Storytellers, Vinit has a candid chat with Anshul Ailawadi. He's the business head at MTV Beats, VH1, and Comedy Central India. We've added another new show to our network, Probations and Promotion Talk with Abhinav Trivedi. On the first episode, Abhinav talks about entrepreneurship and all its hardships. Tune into this Hindi language show for fresh episodes every Monday. On Shunya One, Shri Lalitya and myself are joined by Rohit Manglik. He is the founder and CEO of Edu Gorilla. We discuss how his journey started, what it offers to users, and why they have around 1,500 apps on the App Store. On the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast, DJ Ashwin and Varun discuss the Azim Rafiq racism role, the controversy surrounding Tim Payne, and look ahead to the first India versus New Zealand Test. And on Simplify, Chuck, Narain, and Tony discuss the antitrust motion against Google and Simplify real-time buying for ads. Do follow us on social media. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Also, do remember go check out our website ivmpodcast.com/slash/youtube to get a list of all of our YouTube channels. And remember, if you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors on the network this week: Cred, Bank of Baroda, HDFC Mutual Fund, CoinSwitch, Kuber, Intel, and Oxfam India. Thank you so much for making this possible. You mentioned uh, Boogie Cousins, and he signed a new contract with uh, Milwaukee Bucks, where he'll not mm. be the first backup; he'll in fact be the second backup behind Brook Lopez and Bobby yeah. Portis. 
<laughs> so uh, how do you see that deal i mean do you think uh, something's wrong with brook lopez because he's not been playing from a while bobby portis has kind of replaced him without anyone noticing right. and he's been performing at the like... levels of brook lopez or even yeah. better in fact yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think the milwaukee bucks can run this back to back given that uh, they're back now they're fifth in the table seven consecutive wins yanis is playing like yanis plays like an mvp uh middleton's coming back from his covid is a little slow but allen is there he's uh, grayson allen he's shooting 43% from sure. three uh, jrew holiday has been flirting with triple doubles every time he plays connaughton's uh, all right connaughton's bowling out from the bench he's probably yeah. one of the contenders for sixth yeah, yeah. man of the season george mm-hmm. hill has added that valuable mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. to the second unit mm-hmm. now that has all the makings of a championship team do you think they can run it back to back last season they kind of just about beat the brooklyn nets uh, james harden was not fit KD's one inch issue was. Uh, oh, they'll, they'll obliterate inch. them this this time. Uh, it, it's not even going to be as close as it was last last season. Last season was still the Bucks finding their feet. Uh, mm-hmm. They had still not risen to the level that they finally got to in the finals. They started the finals also a little shaky. Yeah. Uh, this will be a very different Bucks in the playoffs. Whatever they do in the regular season, um, I, I think they're way too strong for the Nets now. They are still the team to beat in the East. and until golden state warriors really show me something in the playoffs bucks are the team to beat overall in the nba so i would expect them to be strong enough to run it back barring catastrophic injury um brook lopez was a very important piece uh, in their title run but i love the way the org was built where a couple of injuries are not enough to to hold them back unless mm-hmm. it's one of their primary three brook lopez if anything was their fourth best player if not right. the fifth best player so they so they can they can live with that and and it is an incredible luxury to have uh juru on the perimeter and then yanis if you somehow manage to get past him on the interior that's a lot uh defense wise yeah. that that they can live without a brook lopez and by the way we say all of this uh, portis is in bad either on defense i think he gives them excellent hustle on on defense so does divincenzo on the perimeter when he comes back yeah. uh, i like the makings of the box um the only thing that I used to like about Brook Lopez is he was a pretty reliable and okay reliable is a bit much but pretty nifty three shooter when they needed mm-hmm. him on the yep. on the yep. perimeter. That's that's something that they'll have to see if they can find a way to 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 replace. Um, why did they add Demarcus Cousins just just backup in case Brook Lopez's injury return is stretched or um, because it's not a very expensive contract to pick up at this point, Cousins. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. It's a good to have sort of backup piece. All right, so that was the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, interesting games coming up tomorrow: the Warriors and the Suns, the big one. Yeah. Uh, Warriors are eighteen and two. The Suns have won sixteen straight, and they're seventeen and three in the season. Sixteen straight is quite a big number. Sure. Now, uh, they look like they look unbeatable. They've been winning matches, uh, games pretty comfortably. The Warriors have been winning games pretty comfortably as well. Uh, how do you expect this one to go? The Warriors travel to the uh, Suns Arena. Uh, and this is a back-to-back, by the way. Uh, in a couple of days, the Suns travel. to yeah. chase center <laughs> down here in the bay so uh, it's a back to back it do you think it's a preview of what we're going to get in the conference finals this year it may well be may well be i think these are two really uh, strong teams and by far and away the strongest teams in the west uh, right now the jazz are a distant third for me just in terms of strength regardless of how the standings shape up um yeah, as a neutral what i would love to see is a tight match in in mm-hmm. both both rounds uh with the home team winning each because these two arenas with you know phoenix and then uh, uh chase center they've got some of the best home crowds in the league 
Yeah. Both both of these teams, Reykjus, just just loud, blow the roof off the building type crowds, and both teams have offensive styles that uh, are exciting that that get a crowd going, that kind of build towards an audience juggernaut of of cheering. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to see the Phoenix Suns nick it in the first game, but a, a tightly fought close game. Would love to see a shootout. Uh, that will blow the roof off of the stadium, and then the reverse fixture fixture with the Warriors getting revenge in front of their crowd. That for me is the dream scenario as a sports fan. But how do I think these games will play out? I think the Warriors are a little, a uh, little too strong for the Suns. It'll come down to uh, the Suns' offense, not their, not their defense. Can they really get past the mad hustle and pressing of the, of the Warriors' defense? I think it'll really boil down to that because they have enough pieces to put on Chris Paul, on Booker, enough to be a nuisance to them. They've got a lot of these, uh, you know, hustle-heavy. Yeah. Uh, defenders, kind of like Kelly Oubre, but with more skill this season, and <laughs> and, <more skill. laughs> and they'll be all over the the backcourt of the, of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Aiton would have been a trump card, but I'm not sold on him yet. I wasn't last season, also. I I acknowledged he's playing well, but didn't really seem like the max contract kind of guy. I've said this before. I agree with the Suns on that. The one thing that the Warriors lack is a center, right? I mean, Kevon Looney is their primary center as of yeah. now, and he's been doing well. But when you compare it to the likes of the big guys I spoke about earlier in the episode, uh, compare it even to the likes of Aiton, he's not really that level. Uh, where is the weak link in the Warriors? You think it's that center, or do they even need a center because Draymond Green plays at that position for most of the game? Yeah, I think they're they're one of those rare team defense units where one person or one one particular role doesn't really matter all that much. I mean, they won the chip with Bogut or whoever it was at center. I don't even remember now who the center was in their first <laughs> first chip win. <laughs> so they can they can live without. Don't fix what's not broken. They they've never really played with a a top class center. That's never been their game. It's been shoot the opposition out of the park from the backcourt. And defend well as a unit. They've got perimeter. They've got inside defense. I don't think they need a center, but if they do want one, uh, the way they play, I think James Wiseman's good enough. If they can get him to just start running again, I think that'd be a good start. Um, but they have options. Where I don't think their play style is one that demands the kind of centers that we were talking about for, say, Boston Celtics. I don't think that's what the Warriors need at all. And that's where I was going to next. James Wiseman is coming back. Clay Thompson is coming back. Both have been assigned to the G League team of Santa yeah. Cruz Warriors. Super team. Yeah, that's a G League super team now. <laughs> Wiseman and Thompson uh, playing against young rookies. Uh, once Thompson comes back, uh, do you think he'll be right uh, right away introduced into the starting lineup? Will he take the place of probably Jordan Poole will lose his minutes and he's been performing at an elite level so far this season. Uh, do you think that'll happen or Thompson will just start off the bench initially and then find his way and he'll be on minutes restriction initially? How do you see that playing out? And how stronger does that make the Warriors? Because without these both, they are at 18 and 2. It's kind of scary to even imagine how better they'll become. Uh, so I'll I'll maybe take a conservative approach here because it's easy to assume that a great player is coming back and therefore it will be a net benefit to the team. But this is a team that's leading the league right now with a 90, 900 win percentage and, um, and Jordan Poole's playing well. So mm-hmm. essentially you're taking out something that is proven uh, mm-hmm. To bring back a player that, while world class and a short shot Hall of Famer, is coming back from two catastrophic, potentially career-ending injuries and both on his legs. Um, I've heard enough athletes talk about this. For a shooter, 
it's the legs that give out way before the upper body does they, mm-hmm. you you hear them talk about this even during the all star games where they have a three point shootout and you constantly get this question when you're shooting so many times and it looks like you're tiring out is it mm-hmm. the arms is it the shoulders what is it that goes and every shooter's reply is all of that will be fine it's your legs that give away first because the number of times you leap it's the leg that gets fatigued way before your upper body does it's not the shooting arm um both of his injuries were on his on his leg so we we it, we don't know what version of uh, clay thompson you'll get back uh, also how it affects his defense because he was an excellent perimeter defender yeah. not quite a drew holiday but but really good above average um we don't know what what happened there also so it's easy to assume he'll come back fit and fine but he for them to improve with his addition and significantly so he has to be a net positive and significantly so on jordan bull which is who we all imagine would would make way for him right. that's the overall uh, piece but how do they ease him back i think they'll be extremely cautious you've seen how cautious the pelicans are with zion mm-hmm. uh, the warriors would be even more so because this is an org that was accused of rushing back durant just because it was the finals when it looked like it could be much worse and it was he came back one game boom out for a season after that right. uh, front office were in tears in front of the media blah 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 it was a mess I don't think uh, they're going to make the same mistake again. Certainly not with their franchise talent. Um, I, I think they'll ease Clay back. I think it'll be a off the bench minutes restriction role first. See how it goes. Uh, take a good month or two to ease him back because you have the luxury of already having the best performing team at least in the regular season in the league. So you have enough time to to ease in Clay Thompson, to ease in James Wiseman, and make sure that while they come in. uh you don't disturb the momentum that you've already built and you don't kind of disrupt the synergies that you already have in the team i agree and uh, james wiseman is not the best of defenders as we saw last season so i don't think playing him on over kevon looney would be the way to go probably yeah. give him additional minutes here and there and just ease him in probably this is not a season either sure. but uh, definitely just an offensive fight. boost of the bench would would be exactly. more than enough for Yeah. Exactly, you could have Steph Curry lob the ball over to him, and he'll just mm-hmm. dunk it. So, but I'm sure this will not be the last we talk about Clay Thompson or James Wiseman. Uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more about them in the coming few weeks. But that's all on today's episode. We'll come back and talk tomorrow about the Suns and the Warriors. That should be a fun game. Yep. But uh, that's all for today. Like I said, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM Network. You can listen to us on the IVM Podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com. or wherever you get your podcasts you can also follow us on our social media we're at ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram and if you want to reach out to us and you know you do you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash you want to tell us magic johnson is still better than steph curry and you don't think steph curry has changed the game for all that and more reach out to us on both instagram and twitter if you love cricket listen up the edges and sledges cricket podcast is here for you Hosted by DJ Varun and me Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fans' point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us. Sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IVM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday, glued to your chair, making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday. as i explore the strange obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before you can find us on the ivm podcast app website or wherever you get your podcast from <laughs>